the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is a battlefield. Every day you're tested by others, challenged by society, and pushed to the limit by your inner struggles. To overcome, you must have the mindset of a warrior, at peace at all times, conscious of your true power, and present in every moment. Warriors are properly prepared to perform at the highest level. This is Way of Warrior Radio, helping you fight the good fight. And now, a man well-versed in trauma and drama, he's battle-hardened, and he has your six. Here is Way of Warrior Radio's Mr. Scott V. Black. Have you ever wondered what's the holidays all about? Have you ever thought that what Christmas is today is not what Christmas was 20 years ago, 30 years ago? Whether it be Hanukkah or Christmas, whether it be Christmas tree or no Christmas tree, what's this all about? On today's Way of Warrior broadcast, I'm going to talk about the holidays, but not in the traditional way. I'm going to talk about it etymologically. What did he just say? No, not entomologically. No bugs involved. John, get those bugs out of your pocket. No bugs involved. No, etymologically. Etymology is the study of words, their histories, what they mean, how to use them. What a concept, right? Words have power. Right? Words have meaning. What a concept, right? The right word at the right time will change someone's life. And do you know how many people are throwing around words that they have no idea at all what they mean? But in today's uh, social justice world, today's, uh, you know, uh, social media, isn't it amazing how everybody that knows little is an expert on everything? So etymologically, let's take a look at the holidays. I also want to share some touching stories today. I'm going to tell a few stories today because uh, it ties into what what's this all about? And can we, can our own presence, can our own heart, can our own mind, can those truly be a gift to others? Or do we got to spend and buy and ship and labor for stuff that's here today but gone tomorrow? So today, what, here's the question. We all got to ask it. What are holidays about? I mean, the truth will set you free. That's what Jesus said, but it was Garfield who said, first it's going to make you uncomfortable, so let's get uncomfortable with the truth. We used to be a Christian nation. We used to be. And when we were a Christian nation, the holidays were about Jesus. About the good news, that's what the gospel is. I think it's Greek, the good news, it's the gospel. It was about hope. It was about glad tidings. It was about peace on earth and goodwill toward men. 
because unto us the Savior was born. But let's be honest, now that America's officially post-Jesus, what's Christmas? And what's the holiday season? What's it all about? And so today's way of warrior fighting the good fight, I want to have you consider this. Christmas or menos. Consolation, the great poem. When I sink down in gloom or fear, hope blighted or delayed, thy whisper, Lord, my heart shall cheer, tis I be not afraid. Or startled at some sudden blow, it fretful thoughts I feel. Fear not, it is but I shall flow, as balm my wound to heal. Nor will I quit thy way, though foes some onward pass defend. From each rough voice the watchword goes, be not afraid, a friend. And oh, when judgment's trumpet clear awakes me from the grave, still in its echo may I hear, tis Christ, he come to save. So, trist must, Christ must. What does it mean? Well, it means more Christ. So, what is this thing called Christ? So, from gotquestions.org, to the surprise of some, Christ is not Jesus's last name. It's not a surname. Christ from, comes from the Greek word Christos, meaning anointed one or chosen one. This is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew word Mashiach or Messiah. Jesus is the Lord's human name given to Mary by the angel Gabriel in Luke 131. Christ is his title. It's not his name. It's not his last name. It is his title, signifying Jesus was sent from God to be a king and deliverer. Jesus Christ means Jesus, the Messiah, or Jesus, the anointed one. In ancient Israel, when someone was given a position of authority, oil was poured on the head to signify his being sent, set apart for God's service. Kings, priests, and prophets were anointed in such fashion, anointed to indicate God's choosing. So literal meaning of anointed one refers to the application of oil. It also refers to one's consecration by God. So we got to remember the Bible was written in Greek, Aramaic, and Hebrew. And Hebrew really comes from Ugarit and other, uh, I forgot what they call them, but earlier languages that were basically all in pictures. So there's translations and there's transliterations. Translation is a process of converting one language to another. All right. Transliteration, on the other hand, is a process of converting language from one script to the other. The goal is for the reader to be able to understand and pronounce things. Okay. So there's a difference between translation and transliteration. English is not the best language, most descriptive language. So let me add by renew.org adds this. The meaning of Christ goes beyond, listen, goes beyond being a part of Jesus' name. It's a transliteration of the Greek word Christos which described the anointed Jewish king who was to come. When we speak of Jesus Christ or Jesus the Christ or Christ Jesus, it is helpful reminder that he is more than our savior who saves us from our sins. He's our king who deserves our allegiance. But there's so much more to this word Christ and it's related Hebrew word Messiah too. 
is not a translation, but a transliteration of the Hebrew word Mashiach. At their most basic meaning, both the Greek word Christos and the Hebrew word Mashiach mean the anointed one. Greek, uh, Thayer's Greek lexicon tells us that when Christos is used in reference to the Messiah, the word is being used to describe the Messiah as God's uh, anointed one. See, this is what you got to get. There was great fall. See, we lost our relationship in Genesis 3. Something had to be done in order for fallen image bearers to be reconciled to God. The sinfulness of mankind necessitated the saving work of a redeemer. The eternal son of God became incarnate in the fullness of time to redeem God's people. See, this is what Christ must, more Christ. Luke 4.18 says, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. See, even those that don't believe in Jesus, they want freedom at the holidays. This is what Isaiah 61 in, in the message says. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Messiah, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce release. In other words, get pardon and forgiveness to the captives and recover your sight to the blind to set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, crushed. See, this is what the holidays are about. This is the gift we can be. Whether they believe in Jesus or baby Jesus or no Jesus, People that don't have any faith at all in the God of the Bible, why do they want, what do they want from Christmas? They want more peace. They want more hope. They want more serenity. And I'm gonna ask you today, do you want more of that or do you want menos? Moss is Latin for more, but meno is Latin for less. And so today's show, Christ Moss or meno? And I'm gonna tell you right now, you could be the only Christ that people see in Christmas. So after the break, let's inspire you to be that gift. We'll be right back after these messages. It's not a one-time event that you get something out of and then you go home. This is an application that I've been using and I will use for the rest of my life. Hey, this is Brett from Sacramento. I'm a recent graduate of Leadership Awakening. I've taken leadership courses from the military and work, and I've been on self-help journeys my whole life, but Scott Black's Leadership Awakening course is so different than anything I've ever taken or seen and we all have the same kind of needs. I learned how to prioritize what was important in my life through leadership. Scott chops everything into bite-sized pieces so it's easily digestible. The gift that I got out of that course was something that will be with me for the rest of my life. Everybody needs this. It is life-changing. To learn when you can attend the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly for connection. If you value this station, help ensure it stays in vehicles for the next generation by visiting dependonam.com. 
You can fish and support veterans at the 13th Annual Holes for Heroes Ice Fishing Tournament, February 10th on Medicine Lake in Plymouth. Enjoy food, kids games, ceremonies honoring the military, and the multi-species fishing contest. Veterans get a free fishing hole, and non-veterans are just $10 per hole till January 1st. Join active duty military and veterans for all the fun starting at 1130 a.m. February 10th for the 13th Annual Holes for Heroes. Get full details at fishingforlife.com. She's smart, beautiful, and a former Fox Business Channel host. Now you can hear her take on the day's financial news on the Trish Regan Show on the Salem Podcast Network. It's It's liberty liberty and and truth. truth. Through your smart speaker, say, play Freedom Radio, Minneapolis. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you use insulin or have had hypoglycemic events, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-514-9849. 800-514-9849. 800-514-9849. That's 800-514-9849. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-410-8643. That's 800-410-8643. Welcome back to Way of Warrior, fighting the good fight. As we make this transition from Like It Matters Radio to Way of Warrior, fighting the good fight, it's just a honing of the message. It's just an understanding of the importance of the moment. This is an Esther moment, people. We were created for such a time as this, and we should embrace it with all the chaos, with all the confusion. Man, that's when warriors step up. It is ripe field for people to step up and make a difference, to live your life like it matters. That is Way of the Warrior. And today we're talking about Mas Christ, more Christ. And even though some people don't believe in God, they like Christmas. So what is Christmas all about? And by the way, it's about being grateful, about being excited. And if you want that mindset throughout the year, not just the last six weeks of the year, go to likeitmatters.net. What I do, and I've been doing for 32 years, is I create environments that transform people's hearts and minds because it's all about the heart and the mind. Those are the two most important ingredients in each person's life. Their hearts have been shut down, numb, and engrossed, encompassed, entombed, and their minds have been so disappointed, so confused, not sure if right is wrong and wrong is right and good is bad and bad is good and weird is cool and cool is weird. I'm schizophrenic and so am I. I'm just so confused. And confusion is the number one enemy to anybody. And so let me wipe away that confusion. Go to wayofwarrior.training or likeitmatters.net because Like It Matters uh, training has become Way of Warrior as of 1124. So lots going on. Today we are talking about Christ Moss or Meno. And before the break, I really went down to what Christmas is all about. You know, have you ever asked yourself that question? 
because boy, a lot of money is being spent, a lot of appointments being had, a lot of food being made, and there's a lot of people disappointed, depressed, alone. And by the way, many of those alone people are around lots of people, but they're alone. So what's, and I know as a follower of Jesus Christ, I know as a God, as a child of the living God, Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, El Elyon, I know it's about the incarnate Christ who was incarnated to suffer, die, bury, and rise again in fulfillment of the scriptures. But what if you don't believe in the God of the Bible? What if you've been told to believe that Jesus is the leader of the greatest hate group in America? Why? Why at Christmas? Well, I'm gonna do my best to remove Jesus out of it as much as we can, but first let's get the understanding of why Christmas. And there was Christmas because you see there was a great fall. See, we lost our relationship with Father God in the Garden of Eden. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go to the beginning. In the beginning, there's a book called Genesis. And go to Genesis 3, and you'll see where all the pain and suffering in the world comes from. Go to Genesis 3, and, and well, we separate from God. See, something had to be done. Something had to be done. Why? Because there was a fallen image bearers and there was a holy God and now there's separation. So something had to be done. But love is a verb for God so loved the world. He did something about it. For you so love your wife or husband, you do something about it. For you so love your kids, you do something about it. Christmas about love. Whether people know Jesus or not, it's about love. People feel more loved and lonely. People feel more hopeful and hopeless. People feel lighter and overburdened. See, something had to be done in order for fallen image bearers to be reconciled to a holy God. The sinfulness of mankind necessitated the the work of the Redeemer. God's eternal Son became incarnate in the fullness of time to redeem God's precious from their sins. Everything about his saving work must be understood in light of our need for redemption. Immediately after the fall of Adam, we discover that sacrifice is a God-appointed remedy for the breach relationship and lost communion. And by the way, that's everything. That's in couples. What do you think discipline is? What do you think a timeout to a kid is? What do you think about losing your driving privileges because you got a DUI? You don't hear it? God's appointed remedy for breach relationship is loss of communion. It happens in the civil world. It happens in the non-religious world. Corporal punishment, jail time, losing your kids. We sacrifice comfort or freedom. Why? So we can pay our debt to society, so we can be, quote, reconciled, so we can get our voting rights back. You don't hear it? Man does it. Why not God? See, God himself killed an animal and clothed Adam and Eve with its skin. Abel sacrificed a lamb to God. Noah and Abraham offered animal sacrifices to cover them and their families. See, that's normal. If you love someone, you sacrifice for them. Now, these are literal sacrifices, a sacrifice financial. How many people are struggling today and very few people are willing to give money? I mean, we're $7,000 short on our budget. I got a, a piece of land I'm buying in Uganda that I need 2,500 bucks and boy, all these people love me. They don't have the money to help out. 
because they've got another vacation to take or they got another home to build or they got another thing. No, but that's between them and God. Sacrifice. See, all these pointed to the need for a, a, a sacrificial substitute who would take the wrath that mankind deserves in order to reconcile men to God. That's what the Passover lamb is. It's the first of the sacrifices instituted in the formal system of worship giving to Old Covenant Israel. Israel wasn't formed in 1948. Come on. That's silly. Pick up your book. The land of Israel was the only piece of land ever designed by God as a country. Look it up. How many times is Israel in the Bible? It's a num I mean, is uh, Jerusalem in the Bible? It's the number one mentioned city. How many times is Jerusalem in the Quran? Zero. And the Quran was, what, 500 years after the Bible, I think? Silly people. This is where you're being led with pathos instead of logos or ethos. Yeah, you need a dictionary if you're going to listen to my show. Why? Because you're smart. Work your brain. You'll lose it if you don't use it. The only thing we have is the freedom to make our decisions anymore. You got to think for yourself. I don't want to teach you how to, th I don't want to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. So now that we know why Christ must, even people don't believe in Jesus, right? They want something. So what is the role of the Christ? Because whether you believe in Jesus or not, you, you like Christmas. So I told you, Luke 4, 18, he has sent me to proclaim freedom from the prisoners. This is our job. This is what people want. They want freedom. They're prisoners of their own thoughts. Two men sit behind bars. One sees mud, another sees stars. Part of my ministry, I go into jails. I go visit Jason Thornburg. He's a mass murderer. He's killed at least four people, chopped them up while he was doing Bible studies and doing street preaching. And the only ones ever visited him in three years, I think it's been. Set the captives free. Jason deserves the death penalty. Jason deserves to die on this planet for what he did. He was told to do something by someone he believed was God. It was a different Elohim. It wasn't the Elohim. It wasn't capital E. It was little e. And he did things that he believed that God told him to do. See, our job and Christ must, whether they believe in Christ or not, is give them freedom, lighten people's burden, give them hope. What I read to you before the break was Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, and it was, it was the Amplified. But let me read you the message paraphrase. The Spirit of God, the Master, is on me because God anointed me. So God's called us all. This is what we're supposed to do. He sent me to preach good news to the poor. Give people good news. Maybe they're not ready for the Word of God, but give them some good news. Give them some hope. Heal the heartbroken. People are so brokenhearted. People are helpless and hopeless. What I do on the radio, what I do in person at likeitmatters.net, wayofwarrior.training, is I give people hope. I get them to believe in themselves. I let them know that no matter what's going on today, tomorrow can be better. People want more of that. That's what must Christ is. Christ must. I want more hope. I want more freedom. I want more peace. I want more serenity. I want more acceptance. I want more goodness. God sent me to announce the year of his grace, a celebration of God's destruction of our enemies, and to comfort all who mourn, to care for the needs of all who mourn. What are you doing to help those? Man, so many people gave at the office. So many people have massive Christmas parties, go on all these trips. And then we reach out to them, hey, could you help us out with this? I gave at the office. I give enough already. We're going to talk about having to break enough. What are we supposed to be doing for Christmas? We're supposed to bring good tidings. 
And again, I'm not talking about religion. I'll put Jesus aside for a moment. Hiding is an old-fashioned word for recent news. If someone says, I bring you good tidings, it means they have information to share that you'll probably like. Even though this word appears to be related to tide, tidings is actually thought to come from the old English word tiden, which means to happen. The term is a little unusual since it's almost always in the plural form. You would never say, I bring you good tidings. What are we called to do as leaders, as warriors? Bring good tidings, bring good news. That's what Isaiah 52, 7 says. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. What do people want more of? What we know as Christ the Savior, they want more hope. They want more freedom. They want to lighten the burden. Will that be you? What about this year? Instead of making something, instead of buying something, what if you, instead of giving them presents, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, what if you gave them presents, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E? See, words have power. The right word at the right time will change someone's world. And the wrong word at the right time, if they allow it, will destroy them. What about you? Are you going to bring people more hope, not more gifts? Are you going to bring people more presents? Are you willing to be uncomfortable and sacrifice in your giving of your material things? Because for God so loved the world, he did something about it, and so will you. After the break, we're going to talk about Christmas or Menos. We'll be right back after these messages. You're a work in progress. A little more, a little more. Constantly under construction. That's good. To build your productive life, you need the right tools from Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio. A good golfer has a great caddy who shares the load and understands the course. Hire Mr. Black as your life caddy to live more fulfilling and successfully. If you want to get to the next level and beyond, both personally and professionally, sign up for Mr. Black's Immersive Leadership Awakening class. It's the most powerful, transformational two days you will ever experience. Stay in touch with Mr. Black and the change connected to him on your schedule with his daily podcast. Search Living Like It Matters wherever you get your podcasts. Walk along with Mr. Black as he goes to God's Instruction Manual. It's manna from the Word of God with Mr. Black's Bible teaching at wayofwarrior.blog. Build yourself up like it matters and get everything God has for you. Go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Experiencing an injury or illness? Wondering if you'll be able to keep your job or when you can return to work? The Minnesota Retain program may be able to help. Participants may qualify for free support from experts who can guide you through the next steps to get you back to work quickly and safely. Visit mnretain.com or call 507-284-4537 to learn more. Minnesota Retain is fully funded under a grant awarded by the U.S. Department of Labor and the Social Security Administration. This message is brought to you by Minnesota Retain, this station, and the Minnesota Broadcasters Association. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. 
Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-244-3080-800-244-3080-800-244-3080. That's 800-244-3080. Welcome back to Way of Warrior, fighting the good fight. And today we're talking about the holidays. You know, holidays are time to slow down, to regroup, to refocus. Seems like people are kinder, gentler. It seems like they're open to hearing the word of Jesus, even if it's in song. They don't seem to be as offended by the God stuff. But today I'm asking the question etymologically. What is Christmas? Well, etymologically, it's more Christ, right? Uno mas, I remember a big fight. There was fighters that kept going back and forth. And it's uno mas, one more, one more. And then after that was no mas, no mas, no more. So mas in Latin, Spanish, is more. So Christ mas, isn't that what Christmas is? Christ mas more Christ. And by the way, in Spanish, meno, M-E-N-O-S, meno, is less. So today's show is Christ mas or meno. Now we do live in a post-Jesus America. I mean, whether you like him or not, Joe Biden was honest. He said the election of 2020 was fighting for the soul of America. He told you. And guess what? They won, whether legally, legitimately, all none of that matters. You can challenge things. I don't think it was a fair election. That's just my feelings, but it doesn't matter. It's written. It's history. It is what it is. Right or wrong, good or bad, none of that matters. It is what it is. And so if you read the book, it's got to turn out this way because the end is near. People get ready. There's a train a coming. So what are we to do with this Christ Moss? Since people in America, they no longer want to follow after the God of the Bible. They want to follow after the God of their liking. What can we do for Christmas? Well, Remember to, to people, Christmas about hope. So uh, for us, we know that hope is Jesus, the, the, the Savior, the pre-incarnate second manifestation of Yahweh. In the Old Testament, by the way, there was spirit Yahweh and there was manifest Jesus all in the Old Testament. That's a different show, maybe a different conversation. But so what is Christmas about? Well, it's about bringing good news, about bringing hope about giving, 
that's why you know usually in the past some most generous times in the year is christmas and come on we had a 501c3 go to likeitmatters.net we you can find out how to donate but you know people aren't donating this year uh, hearts are uh, hearts are hardening and so part of what christmas is about hope you know i'm going to send money to africa whether it has come off my credit card or uh, put me in the uh, you know the red I'm going to take care of my needs. See, that's what Christmas is. It's about hope. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Good news is about hope. Peace about hope. Who brings glad tidings, good things. That's what Christmas is about. Whether they believe in the Jesus of the Bible, whether they believe in the babe in the manger, whether they believe uh, in the rapture, whether they believe in the first or the second advent, whether they believe in any of that, what they want at Christmas time is hope. Amen. Love. Joy. Peace. That's what they want. Remember the study? about rats. I don't know why we compare people to rats all the time, but we seem to do it. Huh. During a study at Harvard in the 1950s, Dr. Kurt Richter placed rats in a pool of water. You know why? He wanted to know how long they would fight for their life. Isn't that interesting? Found out something. Even a rat will fight 15 minutes for his life. How about you? On average, the rats would give up and sink after 15 minutes. Well, he was playing little G-God. So right before they gave up due to exhaustion, the researchers would pluck them out and dry them off. So here they were, I think they were dying. And the hand of little G-God came down and pulled them out of the water. And the little G-God hand dried them off, let them rest for a few minutes, and put them back for a second row. In this second time, now they know that there's a hand of God, that there's hope, that there's somewhere beyond themselves that will reach down from outside of their realm and scoop them up and pull them out of their dire traits and dry them off. Even a rat knows what hope is. Christmas. Those rats got some Christmas. Those rats got some some more hope. And you know what a little hope will do to a rat? Well, early on, when the little rats didn't know that there was a little G God out there whose hand would come down and swoop them out of their torment, they gave up after 15 minutes. But once they realized that there's a higher power out there, there is some entity watching over them that in their time of need will swoop in and scoop them out of the water, out of their watery grave, and not only pull them out, but dry them off. Christmas. So after getting a little bit of Christmas, after getting a little bit of hope, what do you think? Did they double their time the next time in the water? Did they did they double their time? Did they, you know, go 30 minutes to 15 before they gave it up? You think maybe they quadrupled it? Maybe went, maybe went an hour before they gave it up? No. Not 15 minutes. 
not 45 minutes, not four hours, not 15 hours, 60 hours, 60 hours. See, you know what? Those rats that were thrown in a second time after being swooped out by good news, by good tithings, by hope, by mercy, by grace, whatever word you want to put on the hand of that little G God, they learned how to swim. See, those rats didn't know how to swim the first time. But once they got some Christ moss, they overcame and they learned a skill how to swim because you can tread water for 15 minutes. But if you're in the water for 60 hours, you're swimming. You might want to look at the word tread and swimming. I am an etymologist, but even if I wasn't, I would know those are a little bit different. This is our dope. A good friend of mine, Michael Bushilla, he posted this on Facebook the other day. And I love Michael. He's the key guy at uh, freebikewatch.org. He also owns in Minneapolis, or Minnesota, I should say, uh, Hope Glen Farms, the greatest wedding venue you ever want to be in. He puts you in a treehouse. I got a state in his treehouse. It's beautiful. It's incredible. Three bedroom, I think it is treehouse uh, for a wedding guest. Beautiful. Check it out. But I got this post, and he says, uh, Michael said his brother Frank wrote this tribute. Quote, remembering my dad today, he died 29 years ago. His life wasn't easy. He came from a large family of coal miners in Eastern Ohio. When he was 13 years old, he left home due to a poor relationship with his dad. And I'm being kind there. He traveled by rail across country and eventually ended up in Montana at La Hood Park, working in a CCC camp that helped develop the Lewis and Clark Caverns. He met my mom, Eleanor LaHood, at this camp that my grandfather set up on his property. Then the war hit, and he joined the Navy. In 1942, in the Pacific Theater, the mine sweep he was on was scuttled, and the crew of the ship was captured by the Japanese on Corregidor Island. They were sent to Japan to the Mitsubishi shipyards. Lots of stuff happened during the next 42 months that would take too long to pen here. Long story short, after 42 months, of unimaginable brutality, torture by the Japanese. The war came to an end, and my dad returned home and married my mom on September 11, 1946. Through all his childhood pain and awful PTSD from the war, he managed to raise eight kids the best way he knew how. He was messed up, but he relied on his faith in God and love for his family to get him through. Later in life, he accepted Jesus as a safe savior and after 50 years of hate for the japanese and over 50 years of unforgiveness towards his father he finally came to a place of forgiveness he was set free and one day will you reunite in glory and you know what michael bushilla's dad needed some hope and he got it in christmas it didn't remove his pain it didn't remove the agony of torture for four years it didn't remove all the abuse he took as a child. But what it did give him was some hope that no matter how messed up he was, he could do better. He could be a better father to those eight kids than his father was to him. He could be a better American for 
country that accepted him as someone who came from Lebanon. This is what Christmas is about. Etymologically, Christmas is more Christ. And we live in a post-Jesus America, but today, whether the people that you live by or live around believe in the God of the Bible or not, how can you be Christmas? How can you bring more hope? Because it is a dark world out there, but we are light. And you know one thing I learned living out in the country? That the darker it is, the brighter our light shines. That's what's cool about Hanukkah. Those eight candles kept the fire burning because it all represented hope that beyond ourselves, there's a big hand from the sky that says, I got this. I got you. We'll be back after these messages. If you're confused, lost, lonely, or feel like you're living in a foreign land, you are not alone. This is Scott B. Black, host of Like It Matters Radio. It's this crisis that created Like It Matters Radio in 2015. God charged me to bring hope to the airwaves by bringing clarity to the confusion and to help guide people to function at a higher level. We bring truth therapy, and we need your help. Like It Matters Radio is now available to radio stations across this country. We need Like It Matters Radio in all 50 states, and here's what you can do to help. Please call the program manager of your local radio station. Ask them to add Like It Matters Radio to their schedule. It doesn't cost them anything and will add value to their station lineup. If you have questions, you can email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. Our nation needs to hear this message because our beloved country is rapidly deteriorating and freedom is continually being quenched. Call your local radio station today and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio. Together, we can help others live their lives like it matters. Turning on your favorite ministry or catching your favorite talk show. These are just a couple of reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly. Visit dependonam.com to help keep AM radio and vehicles for the next generation. War has played a key role in the history of the United States, from the nation's founding right down to the present. Wars made the United States independent, kept it together, increased its size, and established it as a global superpower. Hi, I'm James Early, host of the Key Battles of American History podcast. In each episode, I discuss American history through the lens of the most important battles of America's wars. To start listening now, go to ParthenonPodcast.com or search Key Battles of American History on your favorite podcasting platform. There is no faster way to understand the issues of our day than listening to the Dinesh D'Souza podcast every day on the Salem Podcast Network. Ringing liberty and truth. We are Freedom 1570. Attention, business owners. Have you already filed for your employer retention credit with the IRS? As reported in a major financial paper, the IRS will be slowing down ERC checks. You could now be waiting several months to a year plus to get your ERC money. We can help you get it within 10 days. As long as you've already filed for your ERC with the IRS, we can advance you the money. Finance ERC has already funded millions of dollars in ERC money. You don't need to 
wait to get your money. We can get it to you within 10 days. Again, if you've already filed your employer retention credit, we can help you get the money in your bank account within 10 days from today. But you need to call right now while time is on your side. Here's our number. Not available in all states. 800 974 5215 5215 or Menos. And Like It Matters Radio uh, is coming to a close. Uh, the 29th of December will be our last uh, radio show, but it's all going to podcasts. I'm not getting off. I'm, I'm a broadcaster. So uh, we're just changing the format, all going to uh, podcasting. And uh, uh, so please, uh, you can go to wayofwarriorpod.com, wayofwarriorpod.com. Uh, there, all of our stuff will be there, Like It Matters Radio, Way of Warrior. Also, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, uh, you just got to search Way of Warrior, Fighting the Good Fight. Also, you can look up Like It Matters Radio because we'll still have those files up for the last seven-plus years. I've been on the radio seven-plus years. Uh, it's got me ready for where we're going to go. But uh, I'm here to inspire. I'm here to educate. I'm here to motivate. I'm here to give people something to apply so that today is better than yesterday. A little boy wanted to meet God. He knew it was a long trip to where God lived, so he he packed his suitcase with Twinkies and a six-pack of root beer, and he took off on his journey. When he'd gone about three or four blocks, he, he met an elderly man. The man was sitting in the park, just buying time, feeding pigeons. The boy sat down next to him and opened up his little suitcase. He pulled out a drink, uh, his root beer, and was about to take a drink from his root beer when he noticed the man and and thought that, my, he, he looks hungry. So the little boy with manners as mom taught him, offered him a Twinkie. The man gratefully accepted it and smiled at the boy. His smile was so pleasant that the boy wanted to see it again. So what did the boy do? He offered him a root beer. Oh, there it was. Again, the man smiled at him. The boy was delighted. They sat there all afternoon eating and smiling, the darndest thing. They never said a word. As it grew dark, the boy realized how tired he was and he had to get home. Mom was probably going to be worrying about him, so he got up to leave. But before he'd gone more than a, a few steps, he turned around. He ran back to where the man was and threw his arms around the man and gave him a big hug. There it again, there it is again, that smile. And the man gave him an even bigger smile, the biggest smile ever. As the boy walked home, he thought about the man, he thought about smile, he thought about the interactions of that day. And so when the boy got home, he opened the door to his own house, a 
a short time later, his, his mother was surprised because when his mother looked at the boy, he had this pure ecstatic look of joy on his face. And she was so ple pleasantly surprised. And she said to him, what did you do today, son, that made you so happy? I can see it. He replied, I had lunch with God. But before his mother could respond, he added, you know what? God's got the most beautiful smile I've ever seen. Meanwhile, the elderly man, also radiant with joy from his interaction with that little boy, also returned to his home. His home was occupied, occupied by his son, and as he walked in the door, his son was stunned by the look of peace on his face. And in astonishment, he asked, Dad, what did you do today that made you so happy? I mean, you're beaming, you're glowing. He replied, I ate Twinkies in the park with God. And again, in rapid succession, before his son responded, he added, you know, he's much younger than I expected. Christmas. Too often we underestimate the power of a tut, smile, kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, like giving to someone who's given so much to you so that he can feed people around the world, so he can buy land to build an orphanage, so he can see a need and meet a need. The smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. People come into our lives for a reason, for a season or a lifetime. We've got to embrace them. You know, before the break, I talked about Michael Bushilla, my friend at uh, freebikewash.org, the owner of Hope Glen Farms, the greatest wedding venue that you'll find anywhere. It's in there in Minnesota, a treehouse for the wedding party. Talk about how the dad was abused in the Mitsubishi shipyards in Japan. Well, you know, it was a story, and it was actually Gillings Island's episode was done on it. You know, some 25, 30 years after World War II had ended, one of the islands in the Philippines came under some distress. You see, the Philippines consists of like 7,000 islands, I believe. There's the mainland and then a couple smaller mainlands, but then the rest of it's just unoccupied islands. And so during World War II, if you don't know, the Japanese had taken the Philippines. I think it was MacArthur said, I shall return. And what the Japanese would do, knowing that MacArthur and the Allies would come back to, to take back the Philippines, or at least attempt, they would put units of soldiers on these outer lying islands to create a buffer. So as the allies came, as Americans came, they could warn the mainlands and be prepared for the fight. So about 25 years later or something like that, after World War II ended, uh, one of these uninhabited islands that, that was starting to get developed. There was agriculture, there was farming. And as it started developing, they started getting um, news reports that animals were being killed. And actually, I think five or six people were killed, wounded. And, and so the, the government was stunned, like, 
uh, wow, there's a mass murderer, a Filipino mass murderer on one of these islands, and what's going on here? And they realized after doing some recon, and it wasn't. It wasn't a Filipino who was doing that. It was a Japanese soldier. See, on that island, one of those Japanese soldiers had been left on that island and didn't know the war was over. So his orders were to defend that island. And so he was still honoring his orders 25, 26, 27 years after the war had ended. Now realizing what was going on, they did everything they could, the Filipino government, to get him out of there. They dropped leaflets. Uh, they actually worked with the Japanese government, found this guy as one of his commanders uh, years ago, and actually put him on the island and tell, to tell him, hey, stand down. The war is over. You fulfilled your obligation. He didn't believe him. He thought it was propaganda. And so they were going to have to take him out. This guy's crazy. He's nuts. He's killing people. And so the Filipino government was going to just set up a SWAT unit, just take him out, sit and waiting, and just take him out. The Japanese government asked for some mercy, some grace. So listen, give us one last chance. Let's see if we can get him out of there. So they took a World War II aircraft and they anchored it off the coast of that island for a month. Why? They knew he's a good soldier. He'd be looking his recon. And then they got a retired military officer, put his World War II era garb on, and they did a landing party. And after a couple hours sitting there on the beach, that soldier, still in uniform, came out, surrendered to his commander, and they took him back to Japan. Now, in Japan, they didn't throw him in prison. They didn't make him a criminal. They didn't cut his brain open to research. You know what they did? They made him a national hero. And what the government of Japan told that man was this, well done, soldier, but the war's over. Well done, soldier, but the war's over. What's Christmas? Setting the captives free. People have been fighting battles in their heads since they've been little kids. People have been waging wars against themselves with bitter thoughts, spear of offense, keeping a pound of flesh a wreck or wrong. You know what Christmas is about? is wiping the slate clean, having some hope. Yeah, I hope you preach about the risen Christ, the incarnate Christ. But might I suggest what people need today in a helpless and hopeless world, in America, a new America that no longer honors the America of the past, in a post-Jesus America, what if you gave the gift of your presence? What if you gave the gift of seeing a need, meeting a need? What if you gave the gift of hope? of mercy and grace because people need more of that that's what christ represents to those of us who know the risen king hope new beginnings reconciliation i'm telling you today that's what people need more of be the christ they see this christmas i'm mr black reminding you when you live your life like it matters it's the way of warrior merry christmas D'Souza's new blockbuster movie, Police State, exposes the government's plot to control MAGA conservatives. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. MAGA Republicans threaten the very foundation of our republic. Mass surveillance, censorship, and armed attacks. There's nowhere to hide. FBI, we have an arrest warrant. Fifteen marked units on my property. Military-style soldiers pointing an automatic 
automatic rifle at my head. Are we becoming a police state? It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. Directed by Dinesh D'Souza, Debbie D'Souza, and Bruce Shuley, police state sounds the alarm. What we need is a person, and then we go find out what crime you did. How did we give the state this kind of power? Police state, they have their lists. Are you next? If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Police state, buy it or stream it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.